0: you Welcome to another exciting episode of Why Aren't You Married? The show where we check in with people all over the world to see if marriage is still the lofty and ambitious goal that it once was. I'm your host and producer, Tamey, as always. And today on the show, I got a very good friend of mine, Andreas, uh, a good friend of mine that I met during the NBA program uh, here in Toronto. Um, Andreas is originally Venezuelan. He's, uh, I guess, been, you know, around... The world in terms of work and education he was in toronto with me uh, during the mba program and for work initially but now he's relocated to montreal where he's a sales professional andreas welcome to the show my man
1: thank you thank you Tammy. uh good to be yeah, here
0: yeah yeah all right let's jump right into it the first question
1: sure. why aren't you married because i am divorced <laughs> uh, <laughs> That, that that that's a short answer. Um, well, yeah, I I uh, I am not married because I I was married. I did that for eight years. Mm. I was with the same woman for eleven years, married during eight, and then in twenty seventeen, so three years ago, we decided to separate, and then of course we went through the paperwork of uh, divorcing.
0: Mm. Okay. But yes. So that's you said yeah. Okay, got married, divorced. Now you were with her for 11 years. What made you decide to get married? Like let's, you know, we've been together, let's actually do the big thing. Yeah.
1: Well, actually uh it's funny cuz cuz when you invited me to do the show, like uh, I I thought about you know, these questions and I came to the conclusion that we might think that you're, you know, that when you get married is about a personal decision, but then you realize that there's a lot of uh, societal pressure behind that decision. So in my particular case, the the societal pressure came from different sources. One obviously had to do with family. I got married really young at 25. Uh, So one had to do with family, like being a good guy and you know, following the you know the typical path of having a good job and a family and the whole thing. But then um, when I decided to immigrate to Canada as a permanent resident, uh, at the time we were only dating and I didn't want to get married. Like I, I always thought that you know that would be something that we could do further down the line. But uh, because we were going you know as a serious relationship, but I didn't want to feel pressured to do it. But uh, I used immigration lawyers and they said, well, if you want her to be on your same immigration file, you have to get married. Mm. So again, I didn't want to do it as young as I did, but then I pretty much had no, no choice. Like I had already promised her that uh, she would come on, I mean, she would come to Canada with me and the whole thing. And then, so, but in Venezuela, it, it's different in every country. In Venezuela, we have, two separate ceremonies so one ceremony is a ceremony by law in which you like sign papers in front of a judge and then there's this other ceremony which is a religious one and you do it in the catholic church so it's like a separate thing and because all of this was for the immigration there was a one-year gap between our legal ceremony and our religious ceremony because you know, again, I didn't want to do the religious ceremony until I was, you know, was able to pay it, like, and do it on on our own yeah. and and co-create the ceremony. But she was like insisting she wanted, she had like the typical dream of the white dress and the whole thing and the party. Yeah. So so she, yeah. So basically, obviously, she won that one, and yeah. <laughs> and we ended up getting married. Okay. Okay, so the big white wedding, uh,
0: that whole celebration.
1: Yeah, so the big white wedding happened a year after we were already married by law. So we were married by law in November 2017, sorry, November 2007, and then December 2008. So one year and a month later, we actually did the big white wedding.
0: Intense. It's very intense. Yes. Okay. So a part of it was, I guess, administrative. That's kind of like the immigration benefits, uh, that kind of thing. Was, yes. was a, a yeah. part of it, I like to think, was love? Yes?
1: Like, like was that there uh, at some point? Yeah, of course. I mean, yes. Mm. Uh, I mean, but it's very... Again, it, it might be different in a same-sex relationship, but in, the, in our case, because it's, a, it's a, a heterosexual relationship, I guess that men and women come to it from different perspectives. I mean, I think the biggest uh, show of love and commitment was for me to accept to get married and for me to accept to include her in my immigration mm. file. I mean, like, I'm showing you with very concrete facts that I am committed to you, you know? that That's where, for me, love comes in. Mm-hmm. And probably she was coming at it from a different perspective, which is I need to showcase to society that I have a ring and that I have a man and that I mm-hmm. have the white dress, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, again, I, I don't think that she did it Come like from ill will, but I guess a society conditions you to do yeah. it. Um, and at some point, like in the uh, in the big white wedding ceremony, I felt like I was an accessory. Wow! Like it was like it wasn't really my thing because she was designing it. You know, like she went like all Bridezilla mode yeah. on it, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know like that's actually I, I think i i am against big white weddings because mm. because i think that it has to be intimate it ha- it's not to please society it's not to do like a power move yeah. or you know what i mean mm. it it's more about showing commitment between two people yeah. but i guess that's other people have a different perspective on it, and and the wedding industry obviously yeah. wouldn't like me to say this thing. Yeah, so yeah. no, that
0: actually I had, I had that so. question. I wasn't sure if I was going to ask it, but like, did you have a big wedding, and do you regret having a big wedding? But it's interesting. Like yeah. I, someone has met. I think sorry to cut you off, but someone previously yeah. said people want the wedding, but they don't actually, you know, they're not actually they don't think about the, the being married. They think about the. The way, yes. yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's uh,
1: for sure, yeah, very, I, and 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 again, I go back to the uh, the cultural expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I remember that when I mean, I, I had a big white wedding, um, we were not super wealthy or anything mm-hmm. like that, but but it was the biggest that we could have, you yeah. know what I mean. Uh, we invited like a hundred people and, and, and it was like in a fancy place. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it, so we spent money on that. And then again, when I moved to, to, uh, to Toronto and then I, I connected with like some of our Indian classmates, yeah. uh, in the MBA program and stuff like that. And we were talking about like, like, okay, how was your wedding and everything? So I thought that my wedding was already big enough, like a hundred people. And then they were like, no, we invited like a thousand (laughs) people. And then we invited like, so again, different countries do it differently. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they place different expectations on, on the ceremony. Okay. So,
0: so definitely there was a, (laughs) there was an administrative benefit being the immigration and
1: there was maybe
0: a bit of societal pressure on her end
1: yeah i think i think there's a lot of uh, again i did it very young yeah. I, I i guess that if i if i were to do it now i'm in my 30s i make my own money like i probably have like a different positioning mm. on it but at the time um i was only 25 and then uh, her fam like the way it worked is like I I was financially responsible for you know for bringing us to Canada and for like the heavy lifting yeah. stuff. But then her family was adamant that she needed to have the white dress. Yeah. So they paid for the party type yeah. of thing. Uh so yeah so I so I guess I it, it became it felt a bit transactional mm. if you
0: me. Heavy stuff. Trans okay yeah.
1: yeah it felt it felt transactional because for me one of the reasons Uh, There's this, uh, ladies, hear me out. There's this stereotype that men are not as romantic as women. And I beg to disagree because for me, it would have been way more romantic if we would have waited and we could do it on our own terms. And when we had the money, it doesn't matter if it was big or small ceremony, but it was coming from the heart, if you know what I mean. Whereas for her, I guess it was more of a transactional thing of I need the white dress to be societally like to show society that I'm respectable enough and then and then we were like sometimes we, we would argue about the thing and like, okay, why did we get married? I didn't want to get married and stuff like that. And when the topic came up, like she would back it up with uh, arguments like, well, at least we um we got our investment back because people gave us, you know, Mm. and, and that was so disappointing to me because it's like, okay, we're not supposed to think about the spiritual. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not even a practicing guy and I'm not even like a practicing Catholic, but, but I have a spiritual dimension to Mm. it, which I think that, that it can be compromised. When you're thinking about it in, in terms of money, yeah,
0: sounds like uh, like an like an NBA business case. Like we can have the wedding, but the benefit would be that the presents would cover the cost of
1: it. A- <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. It, it was like that, and, and to be honest, like I felt so disappointed mm. because it's like for me, you know, like I I I am really I think I am romantic in the sense that I pay attention to the to the silly details. Like for me, it's more beautiful to see. Let's say a couple where the girl has like a shitty uh, engagement yeah. ring. And then you see them the progression, you know, like they got engaged when they were not doing, yeah. you know, well financially. Yeah. And then they grew together. That for me is way more romantic than seeing like a $5 million engagement yeah. ring and, and and it's all like crass materialism. Yeah. You know. Okay. All
0: right, so, cool. Yeah. All right. Now, you were married and sadly divorced but when it comes to actually being married were there any benefits
1: oh for sure i mean there are there are benefits of being married like let's say okay let's uh, i'm gonna i mean obviously i didn't you don't stay that long with a person if there's no benefits to it, you know. Like we were, we were together for eleven years, so obviously I have to say that there were you know many good things. So, for instance, I don't know companionship, um, which might sound like a very general thing, but it's actually a cool thing. Like we had, like we had an important project, having projects together. So, for instance, immigrating from Venezuela to Canada, mm. uh, that was an important project. Um, Obviously, you know, me doing my MBA, she was, uh, you know, she, she, although during our relationship, I have, I am the financially responsible for more than 90% of everything, and specifically during the time of my MBA, she paid oh, rent. Wow. So she was, so she was support, she was a support in that thing. But conversely, she's doing, her PhD for the last eight years yeah. and I have been supporting her in that journey as well. So it's like, okay, if you have like this type of advancement project, uh, having someone um, next to you that supports you, you know, financially, but also emotionally and all these things, I think it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, socially, I mean, like you get to meet, it, it it's funny the way it works but it, you kind of like end up gravitating towards people that are in the same life stage as you are so for instance we met uh some very cool couples and you know and and we did like stuff together and we socialized together um i don't know and 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 sometimes and when it, any when it works well like i think both families like her family and my family we bonded well like it, it it's it has benefits for sure. Yeah. It has its benefits when it's a happy couple. Mm. I mean, obviously it can be toxic as well. We'll talk about it later, mm. but but it does have benefits. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah, okay. Sure. Disadvantages just of being married, like
1: is I, I would think you would have to think about it as a double edged sword. You know what mm. I mean? Like because all the positive things can be used against you. Uh, in the sense that, where do you draw the line between someone who is your companion and someone who is asphyxiating you? Oh,
0: like, suffocating. Uh, being
1: like oh. Suffocating, yeah, suffocating. Yeah. So, so, where do you draw the line between companionship and being suffocating mm. to the other person? Uh, or, where do you draw the line between, okay, I did this for you generously because I love you and because I want to share? And when does it become something that you're going to be charged for, for the rest of your life? You know, like, you owe me type of mm, thing.
0: So there was some of that um, But I did this for you from like years back?
1: Yeah, like for instance, like she, like she always likes to say, like, I supported you during the MBA because she paid rent. But it's like, okay, but, I have been supporting my MBA was only 18 months and your PhD is eight years. Mm -hmm. Like, where's the balance there? You know, like, um, so, so so it's, again, I think that the the disadvantage, and and again, I would say it, 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 I try not to take it personal, but I try to think also there are cultural expectations. I think that again, coming from Latin America, Mm And immigrating to Canada, I think that Canada has a more egalitarian view of the roles of men and women. Mm. Uh, but in Latin America, there's still expectation of, okay, the guy has to make a lot of money to support the woman. Like, that's the mentality, right? Yeah. Um, but then you, you enter into this gray zone and typical and difficult things where, like, for instance, okay, she wanted to have, like, the trip and she wanted to have the the you know, the you know, buy clothes and she wanted to have like all these fancy schmancy things. But if I had but oh but don't take a job in consulting or don't take a job in investment banking because you're gonna be working too much. Mm. So it's like okay so it's like okay you want the money but you don't want me to to work as hard. But but it's like sometimes something's gotta give. You know what I mean? Like you cannot have absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, so I think uh, in terms of, uh, or you have to compromise in, in, in big decisions. Like when I first moved to Montreal at the beginning, I really wanted to go back to Toronto. Yeah. I, I I had this idea of, okay, I, I have a better business network in Toronto because I did my MBA there. And, and I also have friends from outside of the MBA program. So it's like, okay, you know what, like I tried Montreal, but I, I think, it's not for me, I am gonna go back to Toronto. I would like to go back to Toronto. But then she didn't want to go. Mm. So so you also have to compromise in terms of what city you're gonna be living in, um and, and stuff mm. like that. So it's so yeah, so it also has this advantage.
0: Wait, just remind me again. You were in Montreal, then came to Toronto for your MBA, or
1: no, we always came to Toronto first mm. because I was very lucky. Yeah. And when I got my personal permanent resident papers, or when we got them, I also got a job in Mississauga. Yeah, uh, with a marketing research company. So when I first landed in Canada, I already had a job.
0: Okay, awesome.
1: And that was that was amazing. Yeah. So from there, I moved to the MBA program, yeah. uh, and then months. Yeah. I'm
0: just wondering why was she so tied to Montreal? Like she started her program there, and she didn't want to yeah
1: i think well we always before it's funny because before we got married by church so we did it kind of like backwards instead of having like a honeymoon we came to canada for a few weeks before we got married by church so it's kind of like we did we had our honeymoon in canada before before the wedding just because we we already knew that we were going to be immigrating to canada so we spent one week in Montreal and one week in Toronto. And the um, I guess that the whole purpose was to decide okay, before you come to, well, she had never been in Canada before. So I wanted to show her the country and also, okay, which of the city, which of the two cities do we prefer? Mm-hmm. And since the very beginning, I always prefer Toronto and she preferred Montreal. Uh, okay. Uh, me, because I am more of a career person and And, and I felt like Toronto is more cosmopolitan and more, you know, like people from all over the world. And as an immigrant, you want to be in a place where you can actually also be part of it, you know, make money and stuff like that. And I felt that Montreal was more closed off in that respect. And then also you would have to deal with French. So not only English, but also French. So it's kind of like adding another language into the mix. Um, so, yeah, so obviously she had, she always had the romantic view of Montreal because again, she, she is not the one who has to work yeah. and she's not the one who has to bring in the money. Yeah. So so for her, it's like, Oh, but in Montreal people, you know, like drink wine, <laughs> I get, and, blah, blah. and I was like, yeah, but I am the one who has to bring in the yeah. money. So I'd rather look at the job situation in Toronto. Yeah. So. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. We'll,
0: we'll get more into, like, the differences within the cities in a bit, but having been married once and all of that, would you get married again?
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> ladies, yeah. don't get scared. I mean, yeah, but I would um, – I'm going to say something that, that a lot of people don't agree mm-hmm. with, uh, and I, I didn't agree with it myself. I would sign a prenup. For sure. Like, I, I, I didn't, I at the beginning, I thought the prenups were the most um, crass, the most uh, anti-romantic. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that the prenup was, like, such a tacky thing. Like, why would you ever consider doing that, blah, blah, blah. And then when I went through my divorce, I realized that whatever you negotiate during marriage, because when you're in love, you promise a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like you say, yeah, we're going to be doing this and we're going to be doing that. And and it's all about you. Both of you talk about projects and it's mostly private. It's between the couple. Mm. But when you go into a conflict situation of divorce, everybody starts meddling in the situation. So the family, the friends, the lawyers, like everybody on their side, they think that they're doing you a favor by being on your side quote unquote but what ends up happening is that everyone's it's kind of like you're egging the person so the conflict keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger by the by the comments that each family or friend group makes Mm -hmm. so long story short and, and coming back to the point about the prenup um When we were, you know, in in conflict and with lawyers, we spent like two years fighting over money and stuff like that. It was all uncertain because there was no prenup. So she, depending on her mood and the mood of her lawyer, uh, they would ask for more or less money or, uh, or they would say, well, I don't know until when I'm going to be asking. So for instance, when we were started, we started, Uh, negotiating she asked for money until december 2019 and then after the lawyers came in it's going to be september
0: 2021 so things just keep moving
1: So, so all this to say yes i would get married i think it's beautiful but i would uh do first of all prenup and then second of all in terms of having a big white wedding i would rather have something that is more romantic and meaningful and it doesn't matter if it's expensive or not but it's but that it comes from yeah.
0: the heart. more intimate as opposed to a party for other people to come and like eat your food. And yeah, like, your-
1: like like don't get don't get me wrong. Like I love parties mm. and and I and I love you know once in a while you know being flashy and cu- it's super fun. Not- but I don't think that I don't think that that has to be. Uh, it's not mandatory. Mm. And I think that society sometimes pressures you and even and women buy into this hype that it has to be a big white dress otherwise the man doesn't value me enough yeah. i think that's why they they buy into the yeah hype. i give it and by the way and by the way jlo if you're listening <laughs> you should go you should be jailed because you have a song that says that uh, el anillo pa cuando which in spanish means when are you going to when are you going to put a ring on it? By the way, Beyonce, you, you too, like you should be in jail. <laughs> that's not the message. That's not the message we should send to the youth. Mm. Mm. You know, that's right. So. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. No, no,
0: no, That's <laughs> interesting. So you're saying, okay, love should not be indicated by material things. Like
1: uh, Yeah, it should, it should come from the heart. Like it should come from the heart. And, 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 I also think that now we're in the 21st century, and we are redesigning the role of men and women. Yeah. Uh, and I 100% agree with like feminism and and every right for every woman. And and you know I'm 100% behind that. But I think that that also comes with redesigning the expectations. Like probably women should you know take more on of the of the financial responsibilities as well, as well as the men take more of the domestic responsibilities as well. Like it should be more ba- of a balance. Between yeah.
0: More balance. Okay.
1: Uh, more of a team as opposed to having like rigid gender roles. Mm. All
0: right. Gotcha. I would say. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 All right. Prenup. Wow. Heavy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, yeah. regarding getting married again, what about, uh, we talked on the, something we talked about offline, uh, common law like would you you know prefer that would you consider that
1: yes i mean again that that's i always um i always find it interesting and again i i'm always talking about like how society shaped like how society shapes a decision that we think is very intimate and personal but it turns out that it's very shaped by the country you live in Mm. so for instance even within canada there are huge differences. And then here in Quebec is very different from Ontario and the rest of Canadian provinces because most people don't marry. Like the stats are crazy. I think it's only like 20 to 30% of of couples that are living together and that they have kids that are actually married mm. because a vast majority of couples here in Quebec, they live as common law partners. Okay. And it has legal ramifications. Mm. So for instance, I, I know friends that were common law partners like um and you know they have kids and the whole thing uh but then when it comes to splitting assets they don't have to split assets because it's not the same as marriage Mm -hmm. so they they do have to pay alimony to the other person like uh child support let's say but they don't have to split the assets and and i think that's interesting because um Again, I'm, I'm not throwing my ex under the bus or anything, but, but but again, like she she didn't contribute as many financial assets to the family as I did. Mm. And I would have been able to keep those uh, if, if I wasn't married. Mm. So I, I definitely would revisit that. Like, let's say I have a son, I have a six year old son. I wouldn't want him to get married uh, under the current laws in Quebec. Like, if the laws change, maybe, but under the current system, I'd rather have him stay, like, as a common law partner.
0: What's the, what's the law in Quebec? Uh, was it kind of, like, no matter what, uh, 50% that, goes to the wife? Or
1: Yeah, yeah, but the, at the same time, again, going back to the cultural thing, like, in, in, um, in Venezuela, where I come from, um, if the wife cheats then that is a kind of like a cause for you to not necessarily uh, give her alimony because she's failing one of the promises that you keep to each other once you get married, Mm. right? But here in Quebec, we have a thing called uh, no-fault divorce, which I think it's also uh, in California and many other jurisdictions, I think, uh, in North America and I think worldwide. But that, that means that uh, if the wife cheats, it doesn't matter, she still gets 50%. And I think that's a very tricky situation because again, as we are redefining the role of men and women and what's ethical and what's not ethical and, and what's the sexual freedom, is it fair, is it not fair? I mean, I, I know not everyone is gonna be in agreement mm-hmm. But if I if I knew, then what I know now, like for sure, I would have done a prenup and and I wouldn't have exposed myself to, to uh to losing half of my assets. Mm.
0: Okay, so what I'm sure. hearing uh, what you said was, uh, in Venezuela, if you know the wife, I guess, cheats or steps out, there is uh yeah. you know she's not required to get half of the I no. guess, family fortune, so to speak. Yeah. Whereas in other yeah, countries, yeah. Uh, she's, or other, it doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: it, it, in other countries, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, so I think it's um, it's a tricky situation for people that are immigrants because you, it's kind of like you, you get married under a set of rules, but then when once you immigrate, you're divorcing under a different set of rules. So obviously it. When you get married, obviously you're not thinking about divorcing because why would get married if that's the case? But obviously, I for those people that are, you know, let's say they marry outside, like outside of Canada, and then they move here, they're going to be divorcing under Canadian laws, which mm-hmm. might be different from their own country of origin. So that's a shock. Mm-hmm. That's a cultural shock. There, uh, for instance, he, girls here in Quebec, they don't necessarily feel undervalued if you don't propose marriage, you know, because there is no cultural expectation that you should get married because everyone is in common law uh, partnerships or, or the majority of people. Um, Whereas a girl in Ontario, she might feel like, Oh, why, why like she might pretend to be like all modern and stuff. But at the same time in the back of her mind is like, okay, why don't, doesn't he propose? And why can I have my big white wedding? So I think that cultural expectations are big.
0: You're saying the cultural expectation plays a huge role in the different part. Yeah. Whatever part you're in. Yeah, 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 for
1: sure. Like uh, what I'm saying, it's all about, um, I think, and and, and again, and, and this is something, uh, positive for women It's like, um, they want also to feel valued, right? Like, they want to feel like, okay, they, they want to show their parents and society that there's someone that loves them, you know? Um, so I in those countries where a big, uh, where it's important to get married, there's more pressure to do mm-hmm. it. But in other societies, there's not such, such pressure. Like, here in Quebec, it's like, nobody's gonna uh is is going to see you as less of a person because you're not married yeah. in fact and it's very interesting because in fact the language doesn't exist in English for instance but it does exist in French so for instance here in 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 um in English you use the word uh boyfriend girlfriend um if you use Partner, you know, people assume that you're in a same-sex relationship, yeah. but then if you are in a straight relationship and you're not married, people don't really know what kind of word to use there. Yeah. Uh, whereas in um, in French, you have uh, blonde a chum for boyfriend girlfriend, but then you also have a word conjoint a conjointe for common law partner mm-hmm. and it could be straight it could be from same-sex relationship whatever but there's no stigma attached to being a conjoint or a conjoint mm-hmm. um and i think that's actually pretty cool oh, cool <laughs> <laughs> have
0: to, yeah, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes all right now you've been married you would get married again um but under certain circumstances would um yeah. do you believe in love after these experiences
1: for sure, for sure. I, yeah, for sure, I do. I think that, um, I think that, love makes you grow as a person because, um, and, and that's one of the that's one of the advantages that I forgot to mention. I mean, obviously, you grow when you are confronted with situations that, that sometimes are not the more, most comfortable, you know what I mean? Like, let's say I can use the analogy of being a, an athlete, right? Like, okay, if you train hard, then you reach the next level in your, in your sport. Or if you study hard, then you reach the next level of knowledge in your field. The same thing with human relationships. Like if you are selfish and all the time thinking about yourself, Uh, having being in a couple uh, in a committed couple uh, and having kids makes you makes you uncomfortable because now you have to think about other people other than yourself. And ultimately that makes you a better person. So Mm. I would for sure. um, I I for sure believe in Mm. love. What I don't believe in, is the social societal pressure to be married? That's a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, being committed to someone and 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 being loyal uh, and making sacrifices for that person, I think that that makes you mm-hmm. grow. Legit, legit, yeah.
0: legit, legit. Okay, let's get into the fun stuff. Oh,
1: well, I guess kind yes. of fun
0: stuff. Um, <laughs> what's your? St- uh, I guess what's your dating status right now?
1: My dating status, uh, my dating status is, uh, how do you say that? Um, uncommittal, is Uncommittal, is that, uncommittal? that, word? Is that a one
0: Uncommittal, un-
1: yes. yes. So it- like, I, I, I'm not into getting engaged or entangled <laughs> or committed. like I keep it light yeah. and simple. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's where I am right now and I, and I and I'm clear, you know, so so I'm at least I'm yeah. not fooling anyone, like I'm not promising, yeah, let's get married. Yeah. No, no, no. Like I'm, just, I'm going through my, I'm going through my process and, and I know and again I start to feel like the societal pressure of okay, it's been three yeah. years. Well, when are you gonna get married again? Or you know, to my parents ask me <laughs> questions like, Okay, when are we gonna meet someone? I was like, you know what? Like probably it's gonna be in fifteen <laughs> years, you know what? Yeah. I I want to take my the time and I, I want to, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I got married at 25. So, so it's kind of like, I only tried one flavor of ice cream right. and now I try them all. Yeah, you know I mean? So
0: now you're non-committal. you're dating. And it's like, you're not no, feeling, you're letting them know that you're taking your time and you're no. not looking for anything soon or nothing like that. Right.
1: Yes, and at the same time, you know, like I also because I'm in my thirties now, women are also more independent in their thirties. Uh-huh. So that's also been refreshing because uh, I've also been updating whatever stereotypes I had about women. Uh-huh. Like now, women are super independent and and they're also not like uh, ready to commit too quickly either. So that's also good, uh-huh. you know, like. Uh, it's a fresh spin on the situation. Okay,
0: good. That's good. That's good to know that it's not uh, a male thing to just not want to, you no, not want to be committal. That's that's.
1: Uh... Yeah, it's it's. I think it's a, it's, it's a human thing. Yeah. And and you know we all go like. There are different areas to our life, you know. So it's like, oh, so obviously I have my career. I have my family that's in Venezuela, and they're also a source of you know worry for me. I have my son, who I would say is my priority. I have friends, like I really take care of my friendships. Like I make sure I go out with them and stuff like that. So, so yeah, so I'm fine. Like I,
0: that's good to hear. It's good to hear. Okay.
1: Yeah, And and there's always like you know like a app. For like hooking up and and taking care of just like sex, you know what I mean. But <laughs> whoa, <laughs> wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. But, um, you cut out a bit there, but you said there are apps that are in tame in, ca- in case you're looking for just purely physical intimacy. Yes. That there, there's apps for that, like are you. Yeah. So like Tinder and all these things, like if they are.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I'm there.
0: For- <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm there. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, all right. All right. All right. All right. Hey, man, can't be mad at that, right? Um. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you face any stigmas since you were previously married, or have you faced? Uh,
1: like, oh, I wouldn't date you because you're married. You were previously married or anything like that. No, I think no. I think if anything, it it helps. It helps. Be- yeah, because it's kind of like, oh my god, like, well, again, it, probably I have been lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, but you can get into like deeper conversations about what does it mean to be in love and what does it mean to be married and what does it mean, like you can get into that deeper stuff because you've already been there, done that and you know what you would do differently. Mm-hmm. And it's very, when you're doing it the first time around, you're, it's your first rodeo, you're a bit more naive. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's like, okay, we're not only being attracted to each other's like physically, but also we're going to have the same values, which is very important mm. because what, what, what gets you together in the short term is the physical, the chemistry, the laughter, the fun and all these things. But mm. what gets you together for the long haul, like 20 years, 30 years, kids, mortgages, and the whole thing yeah, is sharing the same values. Mm. And, and not everyone has the same values, and and that's fine. Like I'm, I'm not saying my ex is evil and I'm the good guy. No, but we just have different values. All right.
0: So all right, cool, 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 yeah. cool. Okay, um, how would you describe the dating scene in Montreal, Toronto, Venezuela, the places that you spent uh kind of like quite a bit of time in? Like just in terms of dating, yeah. like is it harder
1: in Toronto or Montreal? You know that kind of. Yeah, well, I, I I would say that not to make anyone jealous that is hearing this, but I would say Montreal is the best mm. one. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think. Okay, so so I'll tell you about each one of yeah. them. Like Mo- Venezuela, the problem is like the country currently is, you know, uh, to borrow a poetical expression from Donald Trump, a shed hole. <laughs> Like it's really bad. So, for instance, uh, people cannot like young people cannot afford to have their own apartment, not even mm. renting. So everyone has to live with their parents until they get married, and so that means that you have no space for intimacy. Wow, which is really crazy. That sucks. So that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you're gonna have sex or whatever, which is an important part of any relationship, yeah. uh, you you. Are- Going to like love hotels, and so it's very sketchy. Sounds
0: like Nigeria, Uh, though, to be honest. Um, so
1: so I think that, yeah, emerging countries are like that. So, Canadian ladies, uh, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but uh, Toronto, I think, and probably I'm biased because I I did the MBA program in Brooklyn, uh, but it's all about being career driven. So, obviously, I think when you're dating. It puts kind of a certain pressure uh, to perform in the sense of, okay, where do you work and how many you make and all this thing. Mm. So I think it can be intimidating when it comes to dating because it's kind of like you, you feel like you have to update your business,
0: <laughs> you know what
1: I mean? Please refer to my LinkedIn and site. Then, yeah. And, and, wow. Okay. Um, and and I think that that's that. Kind of goes against love, yeah. Because if I have to show you that I perform at work mm. to be able to go to dinner with you, it's kind of like, whoa, okay, yeah, it's, it's not going
0: um, on the right foot, not starting on okay. the right foot, kind of thing. Yeah, because
1: yeah, yeah. Um, because if you in a re- like if you're gonna be in a relationship for the long haul, let's say in twenty years, in twenty years, you might be unemployed for a while, you might have a a business that goes amazingly well. So you have a few years of, of living lavishly, but then that business might go bust uh, or you might get cancer, you, might, you know, like that are deep, deeply personal things that happen. Uh, and you want to be with someone who's going to be, um, it's going to have solidarity with you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it, it's not going to be getting together with a, with a loser, but, but you at the same time, you want to be there for the person when difficult moments arrive, mm. you know, because we have ups and downs. A
0: ride or die chick.
1: Yes, exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. um, yeah. So, so I would say Toronto gives gives me that vibe of okay, you 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 have to step out with your wallet yeah. type of thing. Um, and Montreal, I would say is a little bit more hippie. A little bit. Well, it depends on the circle you, you move in, because you also have like a downtown theme that is all about like success and money. But uh, but it's um it's a bit more eclectic and cultural, and
0: I like okay, it. Okay, so Montreal, I guess the laser fair attitude is, is that am I using that right? I hope so. But it's yeah.
1: No, first of all, there's not expectation to be married, yeah. uh, as we were saying before. Yeah. Second of all, uh, it's cheaper to go yeah. out. Uh, uh, and so it's like a more, and then people are very liberal when it comes to sex and everything. So it's, so anything goes. So so I like Mm. it.
0: (laughs) Of course you would. (laughs) (laughs) I'm based off that. I'm, I'm, I'm considering moving myself. Um, you know, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, this is my favorite question. Um, what's your spec and spec is, is a Nigerian term. Um, pretty much like what's your type? What, um, yeah. What's your type? basically and that what's my yeah it could be Uh, anything it could be the physical attributes it could be the personality stuff the the physical stuff is a bit more fun
1: yeah for sure uh i would say definitely ride or die Mm. you know that personality is everything like uh that she's not in a bad mood for stupid stuff Mm. you know what i mean like I have no patience for princess, mm-hmm. for, 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 you know, for the little princess, like, no, no patience for that. Um, ride or die for sure. As uh, a girl that is, um, you know, smart that reads, okay. uh, that knows about what's going on in the news, mm. like cultural references of, you know, like that well-traveled, um, you know, someone that is, uh, Interesting, and of course, you know, it doesn't hurt if she also has like you know, like a cute face and long hair and all these things. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good.
0: That's good. Do, do, do other things like height and
1: um, uh, well, slim, like you like I, them
0: slim? You know, those kind of the physical stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like them slim, uh, uh, but I don't know. If, if, yeah, it's, it's, but um, yeah, it's, it's
0: not like a I, huge part of the, I, uh, you know, the attraction, I guess, scale, like they don't have to be slim, don't you think? Cause you cut out there a bit. Well,
1: yeah, no, they do, but, but at the same time, it, it's kind of like, I'm afraid of, of actually saying, like, uh, how do you say, of, of saying like something specific, because you also don't want to be hurtful. When, when like, let's say when you're on the apps, mm-hmm. uh, some of the girls are like, oh, how tall are yeah. you? And, blah, 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 blah. And I am one seventy. I have no problem with my height yeah. or anything like that. But at the same time, like you don't want to feel like a piece of meat that you're being like evaluated uh, using specs. Yeah. You know, like you want to, you want to go out to dinner, and if it clicks, fine. If it doesn't click, that's also fine. But don't tell me like it's not a job
0: interview. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have to say like g- girls who do like when I see stuff like that and they're like, Oh, you need to be this tall or, um, I, you know, like when it's hard, hard rules like that, I'm just like, you, you are not planning to get married anytime soon. Like what if you meet somebody and they tick every single thing apart from, let's say, you know, things like the height and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you're going to keep well, on I'm- searching. Right. So,
1: Yeah, and and I'm going back to my constant theme of uh, society and societal pressure. I think that people are uh, using those specs is because they actually care about what society has to say. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's not that you care about that person, that soul. You care about having a tall guy next to you type of thing. So when a person comes with the specs, I know that she's dominated by her family and her friends. Mm. That That's my reading of her psychology. Okay. Because if, if she were confident in herself, yeah. like, it's you don't need to have these specs. Like, you'll, you'll find out when we go to dinner. Mm. You can still text me and say, hey, you know what? I had a great time, but I'm not feeling it. That's fine. But uh, don't you don't need to tell, like, make me feel... Like, that i'm you
0: know. not worthy or something to, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah yeah all right and i've and I seen it on the on the apps like i've seen and it goes both ways like um i have some friends like male friends and they have shown me their profiles and i'm like dude don't be a yeah. dick like, <laughs> like sometimes they, they write stuff like ah, no fat ladies and yeah I'm like, no, don't like... Be like it could be your sister i mean like don't be like yeah. that like um You know, so, so so we all have our preferences for sure, but you don't need to feel, make other people feel bad about it. Yeah.
0: yeah, Don't be too, you know, pushing that on people too much. Um, Okay. Next question. Do you date outside of your race? Okay.
1: Outside of my race? Well, yes, because I dated, I've dated white girls (laughs) Uh, and I'm Latino, I would say. Uh, um, I haven't dated, although I think they're cute, I haven't dated any black girl. Uh-huh. I haven't dated any, I do have to say, and and this is probably like polit- politically incorrect. Okay. I have a particular, uh, taste for Asian. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey man, it is what it is. Um, but I haven't had the chance though, so... Miyako, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. oh oh oh, <laughs> let's go to Tokyo. Uh, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: so you 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 would like? There's no one that's like um off, you know. Like there's no one that you say you can't. Like you would date outside of your race, no problem at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. but like, yes, I, I think that what would be the deal breaker mm. is when the relationship starts getting more serious. Yeah, is how that individual and if her race comes with uh, society expectations from her family. So let's say, you know, like sometimes when you come, you date someone from a particular like uh, cultural community or ethnicity or whatever, the family comes along. And that's one of the things, like when you're you're talking about marriage, you're not marrying a girl, you're marrying a family. And that and that that's a set of expectations right there. And different cultures have different expectations, and you know sometimes some of them are like better than others.
0: <laughs> okay, but I mean we're we're kind of getting to that, but the, oh, you kind of did already. Sorry, but the follow up question about dating outside of your race: Can you marry outside of your race? And you said when it's becoming yeah. like a big deal, that's when it's like way more serious. But could you though? Could you still? Let's say you met like uh, an Asian lady that you're really feeling and things are going super well i,
1: I would you love to m-
0: marry you would love you have no I, I
1: would love to and i would love to have like a wedding in tokyo okay. and right. basically i would love to but again i am probably uh answering out of a stereotype yeah. and out of like the fiction that i have in my yeah. head and probably when i meet the person uh i will decide if it's true or not You know because. Sometimes we all have like stereotypes. We might have a stereotype like, oh, Latinos are super sexy Mm. and and funny and all about dancing. And then, uh, I don't know, Germans are stock-up. Yeah, Yeah. Uh,
0: Germans
1: are like workaholics and and whatnot. And Asian girls are super Mm. docile and family-oriented. Like we have these stereotypes and it might be true. Because you might, you might meet like a German person that is super fun and you might meet a Latino that is stuck up and you might meet a Asian girl that is a career woman. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's about meeting the person, not the, not the race. Okay. The, true.
0: Individual, individualistic as opposed to yeah. the generalization yes. of uh, stereotypes and race and whatnot. Yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cause I, I mean, as an immigrant, uh, and as a Latino, um, I think it would be unfair if I come to, to date someone, and even before I come in the door, she already has an idea of who I am, and just based on stereotypes, so it's like, oh, he's a great dancer, he's a great <laughs> lover, is, is that? just because I'm Latino, and, and those things might be true by the way, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's not because I'm part of like a, a cultural group. Yeah.
0: It just happened to be like that. Okay. Yeah. But just so you know, you will be shocked at how many, most of the audience for this podcast is uh, Nigerian. And uh, I would say a lot of them lean towards not marrying outside, not dating and not marrying outside the race. Yeah. Mm. Just, just, let's so you know, just so you know. Uh, okay.
1: Would you reconsider? <laughs> uh, my phone number
0: is 4 3 Yeah, girls. Get yourself some Latino heats. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next question. Um does uh background matter? Like and I'm talking, let's say, like class level, for instance, and things like that.
1: Mm. Or job.
0: Like you're 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 a professional.
1: Yes, it, it does. does. And and yes, and it's the same as the prenup thing mm. that I mentioned before. Uh when I was younger and naive. I said, no, it doesn't matter. You marry out of love and you make it work. Mm. And, and and when I, like, when I, my ex-wife, like she comes from a family that has less money than mine. And I'm not saying that I'm rich, but her her family had less money okay. than mine. And, and I felt proud and I felt like, oh, I'm kind of, I went into this ego trip of being kind of like, I didn't tell her to her face, but, but I think that psychologically for me, I felt that I was saving someone, you know what I mean? Like I was, I was sharing my wealth with someone. So, I, so I, and I guess that, that was the thing that was my way of showing love. Mm-hmm. You know, my love language was, okay, we're going to immigrate to a country, you know, that is industrialized. We're going to get into like good schools and we're going to have a better life. So that was my concrete way of showing love but fast forward to a few years later now i'm in my 30s and now i'm in the 21st century and with you know bills to pay and dreams to accomplish and all these things and now i'm like you know what i want someone who is gonna be my equal oh. uh, it's not gonna be cinderella yeah. you know uh because uh, i'm not the knight in shining armor You know, like I'm a, I'm a legit dude, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be supporting like someone who's like a dancer in distress, like someone with the same level of education with the same level of like, it doesn't have to have like, you know, the same salary. It doesn't matter. Even if she a bit more than me or a bit less than me, but similar, like not too, like I wouldn't, I would feel honestly, I would feel uncomfortable. If she's poor, and I would feel uncomfortable if she's super rich, yeah. like the, like the wealth gap between the two, it would be uncomfortable yeah. in in any way. It, it would be
0: super. Okay, no, that's legit. That's legit. The difference between the wealth gap, like I, I don't I don't know if yeah. um, you you have to necessarily be white collar, like you know, have to be, have an office job, but as long as you're yeah. bringing in a decent coin, you know, like some of these nurses, they're yeah. they're killing the game man
1: but for me it's it's kind of like a, um uh uh it's not only about the money but it's also like okay you could bring a lot of money uh and be i don't, I, I don't know what what occupation to use but but about a decent occupation you know what i mean like something that is that is smart something that is that has an intellectual level to it you know what i mean like um wait yeah. wait you say that like so i have a friend
0: um i think her the guy she's dating, he's in the trades and mm-hmm. I think her family might have some issues with that. Like, is that kind of what you're saying? Like,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cause I, cause I, I mean, again, it's, how can I say this? Uh, I, and I know it might sound like classist mm-hmm. or elitist and all these things. And it might be, yeah. uh, but, I, uh, but I think it go, my way of justifying it, and again, I'm, um, I'm open to conversation, but my way of justifying it is that what you want is a convergence in terms of values,
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay? And so obviously someone who has a similar educational background and a similar financial situation is going to have similar values in, in, in things, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, when you have a huge gap in those, it might be difficult because, again, you're marrying into a family. So that's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Interesting stuff. Okay, so last question. What Yeah. What would make you settle down now?
1: I think because I have a son, someone who uh, would actually... Uh, have good values uh to share with him um i'm not saying that she has to be responsible and take care of him like if she was a mother but uh but pretty close like i I want someone who's gonna be decent and someone who's gonna be like uh, i don't want someone who's gonna be bringing chaos into my relationship with my Mm. son and i guess that there's a lot of single moms out there yeah and and I, I I would be open to getting together with someone who is also in a similar situation because they they also understand you know like uh, we could make it work so it's a team that makes the kids grow in a healthy environment.
0: Okay, so someone that kind of
1: understands my that my son is my property. Okay. All
0: right cool. all right that's uh, that's it. those are all the questions Andreas really thank you for doing right. this. Is there, is there somewhere or somehow the ladies can reach you like maybe Instagram or something like that? Uh,
1: yes. Uh, it's, uh, Andres Lozano CH at Andres Lozano CH on Instagram.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks uh, for doing this. Really appreciate you. Yeah. for My man, Andres Lozano based in Montreal. Yeah. So, what are you trilingual? Yes. Trilingual ladies. There you have it, man. Triple threat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't, I don't speak any, uh, Yoruba. No, 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 or... no,
0: no. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to hear that. That's, that's not a sexy language. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Thanks so much again, man.